0: Welcome to another edition of the IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes. You can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. I'm one of two IDP analysts over at FantasyPoints.com. And with me is always my partner in crime, Mr. Thomas Simons, who's about to say something I cannot predict.
1: You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead, your next stop, the IDP zone. Hi, Justin. I told
0: you I had no idea what that was was going to be. Um, We really should have some sort of uh, uh, like a a giveaway for anyone who can figure out uh, all all these uh, old-ass references you and I pass back and forth
1: on. Oh, boy. That's going to um, be really tricky down the road.
0: Yes. Uh, spe- <laughs> speaking of uh, of uh, what looked to be... Uh, Twilight Zone-esque. <laughs> uh, let's talk about tonight's uh, Thursday night game. What wow. did you see? Did
1: you see anything remotely good? Well, I couldn't tell if this game was governed by two good defenses or two really bad offenses. Um, I it, when, when you consider that uh Chicago had the ball almost twice as many. I mean, Chicago had the ball on 70 plays, whereas Carolina only ran f- uh, 54 plays. So they had 16 more plays than them, and it just it seemed out of whack. But then you turn around and look at the score, and they almost kicked a, tie- a game-tying field goal as time expired. Well, <laughs> on defense, TJ Edwards came up really big for the Bears, and, and with Tremaine Edmonds out, Edwards stepped into his spot, and he, he posted 12 total tackles. Now, five of them were solos and seven were assists, but it's a stout outing for Edwards, considering they were without Edmonds. They did get Brisker back in the, in the secondary, and, and I think you might mention something about him in second, but I'm going to move over to, to Carolina, and and on their linebacker side, Frankie Louvus, uh led the team with 11 total tackles, and he had six solos and five assists. Now, what did you think of this game?
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – I mean – I think it was probably more the, these bad offenses than uh, good defenses, and I also wondered how much of them, how much they were both trying desperately to, uh, uh, you know, move up in the draft uh, based on how they were playing. <laughs> um, uh, we did get a monster game out of Derek Brown, which which I thought actually might happen. He had a great matchup, uh, you know, just uh, the 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 the, the, uh, the Bears have been. Uh, really producing well for opposing defensive uh, defensive lineman and Brown had a a massive game as, as he is wont to do from time to time. He's one of those defensive tackles who uh, you know, like a Christian Wilkins or or whatnot um, uh, or Harrison Phillips who can, who can put up linebacker ish type uh, tackles. And that's what we saw tonight. Uh, And speaking of brisker, you know, the Chicago defensive backs also had a great matchup. Carolina throws the ball way more than they run it. And it produces a ton of uh, tackles for their a cornerbacks and their safeties. Juquan Brisker had a good game. Um, I was I posted on on Twitter earlier tonight um, when I was looking for IDP bets. I, I had Kyler Gordon circled as somebody I definitely wanted to get a piece of um, because he he's there. He's the Bears' slot corner, which means he's going to match up a lot with a- Adam Thielen. Also means that he's going to be around defensive line uh, uh, for for when the Panthers do attempt to run it. Uh, there was no. Prop bet out on Kyler Gordon, which was a shame because he ended up racking up eight tackles. I think seven of them were solo. Uh, luckily, uh, Quan Briskers' um, uh, prop did go up, and I was able to pick up on, on the over of that. We also went on the under for Jack Sanborn. That also came through. Sanborn had a slower game, uh, and which was to be expected if you pay attention to the Carolina offense. Um, basically, they tend to not be able to produce two uh, solid tackling uh, linebackers and that's what we saw tonight we saw that it was Edwards who would end up getting the, the majority of those tackles not enough left uh, not enough meat left on the bone for the secondary linebacker which was Sanborn uh, so there was some IDP action if you kind of looked in the right spots uh, but uh, this is definitely one of those games where because the offenses weren't doing anything at least the defense at least the, our defenders our IDPs got to rack up a lot of really sad tackles of three and four yards.
1: Well, you know what really handcuffed Gordon was the fact that uh, the the Panthers only ran 13 a little over 13% of their offensive plays were running plays and in almost 87% of their plays were passes because they were they fell behind and then later on in the game that's all they did. Throw 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 throw. So this was kind of a bad matchup for IDPs because of the offenses being not very good. And then the fact that, you, that the Panthers had to throw the ball a ton just to try and stay in the game uh, didn't help the IDP tackles as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's move on to the games that are ahead for everybody Indeed. who's trying to get some information for for uh, the Week 10 matchup. We've hit double digits this, at this point. Uh, Thomas, you want to get us started? Yeah.
1: Yeah, as we turn the corner on half a season, we're going into week 10 out of uh, 18 weeks of football regular season. In his first game back from injured reserve, Cameron Hayward posted six total tackles with four solos and two assists, including a tackle for a loss. Now, for fantasy owners, it was almost like he didn't miss a beat as he he, he appeared to pick up where he left off. He did come away from the game with a, a – uh, I wouldn't say a strained groin, but it has limited him in practice this week so far. So keep an eye on that on Friday. Make sure he is a full practice. If he's limited, watch it come Sunday and make sure he's active and not being taken out because of the fact they want to protect him.
0: Yeah, speaking of uh, massive defensive tackles who can uh, rack up uh, tackles. That there he is. Cam Hayward uh, led the Galaxy in tackles a couple of years ago, uh, and he's certainly got games like that still left in him as long as he can stay healthy. Um, another guy who is putting up linebacker-ish numbers, uh, we're going to go over to Cleveland and talk about their safety, Grant Delpit. Uh, he's got a great matchup this week, uh, and he's he's been a heavy box defender for them. He's actually, I think, one of the key pieces to the reason they a number one defense, obviously that pass rush is amazing. Uh, but Delpit really does fill a lot of gaps for them, uh, and he can. He, he's one of these guys who uh, tends to be ar- around the ball, whether it be deep or or near the line of scrimmage. So I think he had double digit tackles last week. This week he's playing the Ravens. The Baltimore loves to create tackles for opposing defensive backs, and I think uh, Delpit is going to be in a good position to get enough of those to be fantasy relevant for you. Remember that their linebacker are a bit of a a mess. None of them play every single down uh, and they kind of get rotated in and out. So it's hard to, we'd like to be able to rely on some linebackers to go against this Baltimore offense. But uh, the only only guy who's playing in the box that I want was going to be their safety, Grant Delpit.
1: And and Baltimore does run the ball fifty three percent of the time, which bodes well for uh, a safety that plays in the box. Now I'm going to stay on the defensive line, and we talked about the uh, Washington Commanders unloading two edge rushers in uh, our last podcast. Now we mentioned James Smith Williams and Casey Tui and F A Abada, with Smith and uh, Smith Williams being our choice of the three to be any any kind of a fantasy producer. He led the three in a snap count and he took 69% to uh, two, two, uh, two Hills 66% and Obata only had 33%. All three did very little for fantasy owners with Smith-Williams leading the way with a meager two, uh, two total tackles and a tackle for a loss. Now they did face New England who ranks 16th in total plays, 21st in sacks allowed and 20th in rushing attempts. So this week they travel to Seattle and those rankings get worse. Seattle is 31st in total plays run, 24th in sacks allowed and 30th in rushing attempts. So I would avoid all three again this week in week 10.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds gross.
1: <laughs> it's uh, bad.
0: Uh, I wanna I'm talk sorry, about-
1: One one not to jump on you here. In addition... The Seahawks are coming off a brutally destructive game that they got manhandled with Ravens, and they will be fired up in front of the home crowd.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great add-on to that. Um, we saw Cole Holcomb go down last week uh, for the for the Steelers, and we've been looking for who was going to replace him. Uh, the 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 Conventional thinking here is that it will be Quan Alexander. Uh, A lot of people picked him up uh, off the waiver wire, and I think he will be fantasy relevant, but I I do want to bring a few things to your attention if you're considering starting him this week. He does have a terrible matchup. Uh, The Green Bay Packers, you want to talk about an offense that's kind of going absolutely nowhere. That's the Green Bay Packers offense. They are slow. Uh, They are not moving the ball well um and uh they are also not running the ball uh uh, you know near 50 percent. they're in the low 40s for that uh when they do run the ball they don't seem to get past the first level of defense they they produce about 15 16 tackles a game to defensive linemen which are awesome but they are definitely subpar for linebackers now not only are they subpar for linebackers but Remember that uh, it's been a long time since the Pittsburgh Steelers have used an every down linebacker. Instead, uh, they rely on their safeties for 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 the for the every down role for the pl- play calling role. I don't imagine that Quan Alexander will be an every down player, uh, and he he would need every down to to be productive against the Packers. Now, maybe they actually get. Their running game going with Aaron Jones, and uh, but uh, I'm not expecting Quan to have one of those double-digit tackle games. Maybe he will, but it certainly doesn't look like it on paper.
1: Yeah, I'm going to jump over to the Houston Texans, and uh, you know Blake Cashman and Denzel Perryman were stepping up as the two linebackers for the Texans on this defense. Um, But Cashman only took uh, 82% of the snaps, while Perryman only took 65% of the snaps. And that was kind of a surprise, especially after we were saying last week that Perryman was stepping up as the the go-to here in the middle. Well, it didn't turn out that way in Week 9. Now, rookie Henry Toa Toa took just 20%, and I believe he suffered a head injury, and they are calling it a, a, um, a concussion as far as his practice status this week. He was limited on Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday. I, I don't think he's in concussion protocol, but after not practicing Thursday, toto might be, uh, headed towards concussion protocol which means that at this point in time if that happens he will not play this week now when Tampa Bay fell behind to start the fourth quarter the, the buccaneers threw the ball more than they ran the rest of the way in that game against the Texans so that had a big effect as to why these guys didn't really have very good games this you know their, their fantasy stats for the for those linebackers were much lower than expected and it still even that, makes it a red flag for us moving forward.
0: Um, Brian Branch, safety uh, out of Detroit, he finally uh, g- got healthy again. Uh, he played in week seven, played about half the time, but it was week eight, which was his second game back from injury where he got to play a, a full snap count. Had a solid game. They obviously had a, a bye week last week. So he's got a great matchup this week. He is someone – he's, you know, like Grant Delpit or one of these guys who, uh, you know, plays heavy box snaps but plays around a lot um, – uh, I, to me, I think he's a, a star in the making. So, and he's got a great matchup against the Chargers. The Chargers create a top five amount of tackles to defensive backs, and in particular, uh, a lot of that, a lot of those tackles do go to the safeties. So, I like Branch this week. I also like, uh, the Detroit, um, really the Detroit secondary overall. So if you got Jerry Jacobs or, um, uh, maybe even Tracy Walker, uh, as well, Brian Branch is my favorite of that bunch, but I like the Detroit Lions, uh, secondary this week going against the Chargers, uh, who have a top five production for, uh, tackles to defensive backs.
1: Yeah. And the Chargers offense didn't look that good this past week. Plus Detroit is coming off a bye week. Now the Packers, um, Their linebacker, Quay Walker, apparently injured his groin uh, late last week in practice. He didn't practice Friday and was inactive Sunday. So Isaiah McDuffie stepped in again and was second on the team with seven total tackles. Six solos out of those seven tackles and two uh, tackles for a loss. Now, McDuffie is a reliable replacement if and only if Walker is out again and Walker has yet to practice through Thursday
0: um we've been talking unfortunately a lot about some of these slow and unproductive offenses <laughs> uh but uh, we have another one coming up here and that's the uh the Denver Broncos uh they're you know when i say slow and unproductive you know th- it, this is a bad combination for creating enough snaps or creating enough tackles for, uh, uh, for our defenders, uh, slow, meaning, uh, they take forever to, hi- to snap the ball. So they're running fewer plays. The pace of their play is slower than, than, than the average bear, if you will. Uh, and not only are they going slow, but they can't stay on the field much. So they're burning a lot of clock and running few at very few plays. So that's gonna, um, put, uh, you know, put some, uh, some dampers on some of your Buffalo IDPs. However, in this case, it usually is going to help going the other way, meaning Buffalo should be able to uh, keep Denver's defense on the field a lot because not only is Denver's offense slow and unproductive, but their defense is easy, you know. It's been one of the worst defenses in the league, if not the worst defense in the league. So it's easy to see Buffalo keeping that Denver defense on the field a lot, and that's what we want for IDP production. So I think you know I'm looking for good games out of Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, and Justin Simmons and the like. So uh, good matchups there if all these guys are healthy and playing every snap.
1: You know, less than a week after being traded to Seattle. Leonard Williams started in week nine. He took 54% of the snaps. He was only he only posted two total tackles, a solo and an assist. Yet, I love this matchup this week as he faces a very familiar team with Washington Commanders. Now, he's faced the Commanders twice a year when he was with the Giants. The Commanders are second in the league in sacks allowed with 44, and this could be a monster play in, in a much-needed bounce-back game for the Seahawks at home with Leonard Williams. Williams trying to make a very big impression, a first-time impression on that home crowd, and in the 12s at Lumen Field. I have to say that the Commanders have been improving the sacks that you know they haven't been giving up as many sacks lately as they did early on in the season, but they're still ranked second overall in the league in sacks allowed. So expect a big game from Williams.
0: Um- but the Vikings defenders, they have been putting up solid production all year round. Some of that is 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 uh, the function of how their defense and their opposing offense works. This has kind of happened to the Vikings last year as well. Their IDPs r- racked up a ton of snaps, which, of course, gave them a ton of tackles, but in addition to that, they have also just had incredible luck with with um, matchups. You know, we we spend a lot of time talking about, you know, good and bad matchups. And, man, the dice is just rolling well for these guys. They have another great matchup. I mean, I feel like, you know, four out of the last five weeks, they've had a great matchup. At, not just a good matchup, but a great matchup. And, and they have one again this week. Uh, I, I like Jordan Hicks. I like all three. Remember, they they use a ton of three, three safety sets. Yeah. So usually single linebacker with Jordan Hicks and then three safeties a ton, particularly on a team where they might be, um, you know, trying to take advantage of uh, getting people out in the slot or getting people out in the flat. And, of course, they've got Alvin Kamara, they've got Taysom Hill, and we're, of course, talking about the the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints offense, they are a fairly fast offense. They are a productive offense, uh, and uh, they, they produce above-average um, tackles to defensive line, Linebackers and defensive backs, so I like Hicks. Uh, I, like, I basically like the entire uh, Vikings IDPs this week, going up against uh, uh, New Orleans. If if Josh Dobbs can do what he did last week, uh, this is going to be a really fun uh, game to watch.
1: You know, normally we don't, we don't mention teams that are on bye weeks, and we have four of them that going this week. But I do want to talk about Miami, who is on a bye this week. If a fantasy owner drops Bradley Chubb to get a bye week replacement. Grab Chubb if you can. He has a sack or more in four consecutive outings, and he faces the Raiders at home in Week 11. So he is a really solid play in, in next week, but you'd have to grab him now because if you don't, somebody else will.
0: Yeah, like that's so a that, 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 that's a great call. Um, I want to talk about what let's stay uh, on the defensive line. As much as as I've really loved watching the, these Houston defensive linemen, it's been great to see Jonathan Grenard snap back, and obviously uh, they they got the rookie there who's who's tearing it up as well on the edge. This is a bad week for them just in terms of the matchup. Uh, I'm I I'm expecting them to have a little bit of a, of a slow week that entire defensive line because they're playing the Bengals. The Bengals barely run it, and they create just 10 tackles per game uh, to entire opposing defensive linemen. There's just not a lot of production there to go around. Maybe the Bengals get up big Uh, and run the ball but remember cj stroud it has really played well for most of the season and definitely lately they have a lot of offensive weapons there on houston so i don't see this being a cakewalk for the Bengals, where they're going to be up two and three scores and then we'll just run it a bunch of the second half that's where we get a lot of our uh late game production for our defensive linemen and linebackers i'm not sure that's going to be there this week
1: yeah, you you make a great call here, especially with the fact that the Bengals only run the ball 35% of the time, and they pass it 65. I, too, am going to stay on the defensive line and uh, talk about Kalis Campbell, as he's quietly put together three solid fantasy outings in his last four games. He has a sack and four total tackles in three of his last four games. Now, Campbell... Now faces Arizona on the road and the Cardinals offense is a mess as as they are ranked tied for 8th in sacks allowed with 24. Now their chances are Kyler Murray could be back this week. So who's to say whether or not the Cardinals pull one of these trap game kind of great plays, uh you know, where they do really well at home with Murray's first game back and then tank the rest of the season to be seen. But I I really think that Murray's going to have happy feet in his first game back. I think he ends up uh stepping up and rushing or running too much and Campbell could be uh, in store for a nice game with a sack uh with Murray even with Murray in or out of the lineup.
0: Yeah, and you, you make a great point there cuz I actually think, you know, Uh, The rest of Arizona, I mean, I can see Kazir White having a solid game and definitely some of those uh, safeties as well. So this, uh, sorry, uh, other way around, I meant um, Nate Landman. Nate Landman, I think, could have a have a good game uh, as well as, uh, you know, um, some of these uh, uh, safeties like Jesse Bates uh, for Atlanta. um, uh, And. These are, you know, we have when you have an offense that has some big piece coming back, or you know, in particularly in this case, having having a a running QB come back. I mean, what we've known about these an offense like that over the last four, six, eight weeks, we have to kind of take a pause and and try to remember what it was like. Um, when when that one player comes back, we saw this with the Giants and Saquon Barkley. We, we've seen it over yep. and over again. When you we saw, right. it, I, I'll give you a great example from this year: the Saints' offense, where they were producing tackles, was vastly different when Alvin Kamara came back in the lineup. And and Murray is that kind of player and more in terms of how this is going to shift. So I, I, I'm with you. I think this is actually it's, great, and it's a sneaky matchup for Atlanta, especially
1: at home in Arizona.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually like the New England IDPs this week. What uh, I know. Wait I'm a minute. Really...
1: Stop the presses. Stop the presses. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Timestamp on this one, please. Um, but oh uh, Lord. the Colts have been a great matchup on all three levels this season, and uh, you know uh, their changing quarterback seems to seems to have done nothing for that. They they tend to run a very fast offense, uh, and New England's defense is good this year. As, as always, but they're not at the elite level they were, um, you know, that we really got used to. Uh, so I do think uh, the, uh, the Colts can get things going, but really on all three levels. So if you've got some New England defenders uh, and you're always a little uh, shaky on using them, I might even use Juwan Bentley this week. Uh, definitely going to use somebody like Kyle Duggar, might even use Jelani Tavai as well. Uh, I would love to get any of my um, uh, defensive linemen uh, going there as well, as long as they can kind of be at or near about 50 percent. I could see them pulling two to five tackles there right there in the middle of the defense.
1: Speaking of the Colts, uh, was Zaire Franklin inactive due to a knee injury last week? It was not shaq leonard who wore the green dot shagu ulubi took all 71 defensive snaps while leonard just took 55 percent now apparently somewhere during the week leonard was told by the coaching staff that he would be coming out not only on third downs but on some of the second downs as well so his snap count has, has been dropping now oddly even with this, Leonard led the team with 10 total tackles. He had seven solos and three assists, while um, Oluvio finished with just five total tackles. You know, he, he posted four solos and assists, but did have a pick and a PD. Still, it's, it, the writing is on the wall for Leonard as the team has come to him and told him that they're going to reduce his snap counts. And you may be able to bleed him for some fantasy points and tackles and stuff. But again, as I said, the writing is on the wall. Beware. Um,
0: Speaking of uh, people uh, of linebackers to be worried about, uh, I'm a little worried about Alex Anzalone this week, not because of his, uh, uh, you know, his snap share, um, but. He's a little more tackle competition now that Brian Branch is back, but it's really because the Chargers um, are oddly stingy uh, when it comes to linebackers. Uh, they produce most of their fantasy production to the defensive backs. And, uh, that's, I, I'm afraid that Alex Anzaloni might be on the short end of the stick this week. I'm not saying he's going to get three or four tackles, but he might be more like six to seven versus pushing that double digit tackle range. And I also want to point out that the charger stat crew has been fairly stingy this, this, uh, this year as well. And they are, they are playing, uh, playing in LA. So watch that one carefully, or, you know, if you, if you're, let's put it this way. If you're starting him and you might have to start him and you might be in a, uh, you know three or four linebacker league uh it's really more that i don't want you to worry that if he if he ends up you know getting Six tackles and only two of them are solo. It's just the kind of thing that he just bad luck. He just had a bad matchup, uh, you know, not only because of the um, the Chargers themselves, how their offense functions, but also because of the stadium crew. So um, hopefully he he, he pulls out. You know, this is, of course, when he ends up with 17 tackles. But uh, on on paper, uh, I'm a little worried about him this week. He's just got too many things going against him. All right. Well, all right. Injury time. Yes, yeah, speaking of things going against you, <laughs> what what have you got for us for, in in the in the way of injuries?
1: Well, I, I have three players landed on injury reserve. Uh, defensive tackle Grady Jarrett Torres uh, ACL, linebacker Justin Houston on uh, Carolina uh, landed on IR with a hamstring injury, and as you mentioned, Cole Holcomb went down with a knee injury, done for the year. Um, he is as well on IR. Now, the rest of these guys are all questionable for uh, Sunday and, and Monday games. And I, I just – I'm going to tell you their name and, you know, I'll go position, I'll do skill position, defensive linemen, linebackers, defensive backs, and I'll say their name and their injury and then just keep moving on. It's imperative that all of them need to be monitored um, on Friday as far as their, their – statuses go and also check out discord uh, which you'll mention after we get done with this list uh, it, it's in I list the Friday status reports and who's in who's out who's questionable and the questionable ones are the ones that I list whether they practice on a limited basis did not practice or full practice. So I'm going to start off with defensive linemen, and it goes defensive tackle, Kenny Clark on Green Bay, shoulder. Defensive tackle, former Packer, now Minnesota Viking, Dean Lowry, groin. Defensive end, Logan Hall on Tampa Bay, groin. At linebacker, Terrell Bernard on Buffalo, concussion. Linebacker, Quay Walker of Green Bay, groin. Both of them, I think with Terrell, that's an important one because he he didn't practice Wednesday, was limited – Thursday, but I think he's still in concussion protocol and has to pass some tests. Quay Walker, as I mentioned earlier, did not practice at all this week. Linebacker Zaire Franklin, an Indianapolis with a knee. He's been limited all week, so he, he might pra- uh, play this week. Luke Masterson with a concussion has yet to practice. Divine Diablo has been limited practicing this week with an ankle. Uh, linebacker Josh Uche, New England foot. Linebacker Dre Greenlaw, Uh, with a shoulder sprain, but he has been practicing. uh, Safety, Marcus Williams, Baltimore, hamstring. Cornerback, D. Alford, Atlanta, with an ankle. Safety, Micah Hyde, uh, Buffalo, with a stinger. Cornerback, Greg Newsome, the second on Cleveland groin. Uh, Safety, Rudy Ford, Green Bay, calf. Safety, Jimmy Ward, Houston hamstring cornerback Juju Brents Indianapolis quad I'm going to make a mention of Brents here in a second I'm going to continue on and finish these off cornerback Tyson Campbell Jacksonville hamstring um, also on Jacksonville safety, Andre Cisco with a hamstring. Cornerback Marcus Peters in Las Vegas with a knee. Uh, cornerback Adoree Jackson is doubtful with a um, concussion on for the Giants. Safety Minkah Fitzpatrick on Pittsburgh has yet to practice with a hamstring injury. Cornerback Jamal Dean, Tampa Bay with a concussion, as well as Carlton, Carlton Davis has yet to practice this week too. Juju Brents did not uh, travel to – London, or excuse me, Germany this week. So he will not play. Uh, it was a late information, and Jordan Poyer has been uh, either did not practice or limited. So that's another one you want to pay attention to on Friday.
0: All right, we are all caught up on our injury news. Remember, we record this uh, Thursday night after the Thursday night football game. This usually drops sometimes, fr- sometime Friday afternoon. So all this amazing information that uh, Thomas has dropped for us in terms of the injury news, make sure you look carefully at uh, Friday practice reports. Uh, and for those of you who are a Fantasy Points premium subscriber make sure to check out the idp um section or the idp channel in the discord app every saturday thomas drops a comprehensive list of who has already been uh out ha- has been ruled out uh, which is great timing because it's just all i have to do is wait for him to drop that and then we you know instead of having to try and chase down all of that information at once as you and i always talk thomas so much of the the information on the defensive side when it comes to injuries and a little nicks and scrapes and things like that that stuff never rarely does it roll across espn's scroll uh it's not stuff that pops up in 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 typical sports news feeds so um, yeah and
1: usually it's it's the big names that they will say something about but it's the the ones that you're relying on that go deeper and deeper leagues and you, you don't get that information readily and to know what it is and when you see it as listed as limited 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 or limited it all week or if if a player is limited and then gets a did not practice well then that's it uh, they're trending in the wrong direction and it's the trending that you want to pay attention to Absolutely.
0: All right. Hopefully we can, uh, we've can. we dropped enough knowledge here to help you all feel a little bit more confident about heading into your Week 10 matchups. Most of you, hopefully, are uh, trying to get yourself in a position to make the fantasy playoffs, which is right around the corner, as is uh, Turkey Day right around the corner. Uh, we will see you all next week. Good luck in your Week 10 matchups. Thomas, take us out.
1: Be well and be safe.